boy, we got church going on here today, huh? Doesn't that feel good? Feels great. So we're beginning our, our series of the 12 steps with the first step. And the first step simply says we admit that we're powerless over whatever it is and that our lives are unmanageable. It's what's required to begin a surrender on the path, on a spiritual journey. Michael so beautifully shared his story. Thank you, Michael, for just opening your heart to us. Thank you. And in a way, this sounds crazy, um, but for addicts like Michael and myself and some of us, it's actually easier to bottom out and to find yourself in so much pain and suffering that you have to let go. You have to, otherwise you're dead. This is where, the, the, this is how much sometimes we fight as humans for the illusion of power, is that even those of us that are addicts, when the whole world is clear it's not working, we will still think, I've got this. I can do this. The belief in the, in the I that is separate from God is so big. The, the desire to fight for your separation and your belief that you are making life happen is enormous. It's like the train leaves the station and you can't stop the train. And the train believes it's its own power. This is the suffering. Now, for those of you who aren't bottoming out addicts, I actually believe we're all addicts. We live in the Western world. It's an addicted culture. So even if you don't suffer from from big gross addictions, our culture is grossly addicted. Debt is out of control. Consumerism is out of control. The need to look a certain way and act a certain way is out of control. The desire to be famous is obnoxious in our culture. It's ridiculous the ways that we look for our spiritual food, for our purpose, for our belonging for our power in the world. This is the disease that we suffer from in our culture. And each one of us is called to surrender the game. That's what the first step is. Surrender. Let go. So you may not be grossly addicted to drugs and alcohol or or food or sex or relationships or money issues, but every one of us at varying degrees suffers in the addiction to control, the need to, 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 to make life happen, the um, desire to be recognized from other people, the, um, the, uh, the compulsion to worry and obsess and regret the past and fear the future. These are all mental states of crazy making. We, get, we become addicted to these thought patterns And we become addicted to the emotional bodies that get triggered. You worry, 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 and then an emotional body of fear gets ignited inside of you. And on some level, you feel comfortable, familiar. Oh, I know this. I know what it's like to sit in the fear of worry and to have the emotional body triggered. These are all addictive patterns. And all of these addictive patterns block us from true power. They block us from truly being free, happy, joyous, and free. 
is the promise of the 12-step program. And this is not just a promise today for the addicts who hit bottom. If that is a promise for addicts who hit bottom, that must be a promise for everyone who is willing to practice the principles that are inherent within this brilliant spiritual path. Are you interested in being happy, joyous, and free? Anyone? Anyone join me on that desire? All you have to do is be willing to be that, and you qualify. You qualify to begin the game of surrender. The 12-step program is a divine intervention. It is a brilliant, I am convinced hundreds of years from now, people will look back at our time, and they will say the 12 steps is like a second coming. Seriously, prior to the 12 steps, people were dying. There was nothing to do with alcoholics and addicts except put them away and let them die. And somehow, an amazing man, Bill Wilson, who was an a, a addict who was bottoming out so much, he was in an insane asylum, a mental hospital, a psychiatric ward, because he was so powerless. He had an awakening inside the hospital. And he found himself to Akron, Ohio, where he met Dr. Bob. Where he met Dr. Bob. And those two began the beginning of Alcoholics Anonymous. They had a spiritual awakening. What's fascinating about this story is that it actually, they come out of what is called the Oxford Group, which was really big at the time. And the Oxford Group had some very amazing principles that anyone could live by, and they're the principles from which the 12 steps come. And they simply are four spiritual practices, I'm sorry, the, the, uh, the moral standards of the Oxford Group, honesty, purity, unselfishness, and absolute love. They recognized that, that, that these are impossible to attain. They were guidelines to help determine whether a course of action was directed by God. So this isn't about you trying to be perfect. You use these as guidelines to help you determine if you're on a course that is blessed by God. Is it honest, pure, is it unselfish, and is it loving? Great guideposts, aren't they? And then there are four spiritual practices that anchored the Oxford group. They are the sharing of our sins and temptations with another. We don't like the word sin, so let's say the sharing of our mistakes, the sharing of our fears, the sharing of our resentments and our regrets. We share them with another person so that we can become free of shame, so we can become free of hiding. The second one is surrender our life, past, present, and future into God's keeping and direction. Surrender your life, your past, your present, and your future. Give it up and let God have it. The third one, restitution to all whom have wronged directly or indirectly. Make amends to the people that you have wronged or stepped on or done something to, either directly or indirectly. Be responsible for your impact, for your energy. Own it. That's one of the principles. And finally, listening for God's guidance and being willing to carry it out. These were the tenets of the Oxford group in the 1920s and 30s. And this group was the impetus from which they impacted Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob. And the whole 12-step was birthed out of these principles. Any one of us living inside of this, can become free. The first, the second word 
of this step is we admit. So we, you yourself, must open the door. When, they, when, they, when we're called to admit something, it means that you are required to participate in the first step of your journey. Without your admittance, you cannot take this journey. The very first thing is required for you to admit that you are powerless or helpless. And that's a big idea again in the Western world where we're so fiercely, falsely independent to admit that you're helpless. But let's be real about this. We talk about this all the time. If you could stop judging people, wouldn't you have by now? If you could stop worrying and obsessing, wouldn't you have by now? If you could stop doing that thing that you do just to end your pain, wouldn't you have done that by now? If you could have, you would have. That is a very simple equation. And the fact that you haven't doesn't make you wrong. It just means that you got it wrong. You got it wrong. You think you are the one that's going to do this. You think you're going to stop judging. You think you're going to stop worrying. You think you have to do something to make something different. That's the lie. And the first step says, just admit that you're powerless. That's all you have to do. There actually is a power, which we'll get to next week, that will do all of this for you. But you've got to get your bloated nothingness, as Emerson says, out of the way. Your bloating, bloated nothingness is in the way of your salvation. Salvation, not old school garbage salvation. Being saved from your own destruction. Being saved from your monkey mind. There is a power that will do this, will make your whole life fantastic. That's what we sing about every week. That's what we talk about every week here. The glory of God, not as some abstract thing, as the very power that will move you from your suffering into living your most dynamic, profound purpose. This is what we have to get out of the way for. You know, I shared this with uh, the deepening class on Thursday night. I used it around forgiveness, but I'll use it in terms of this to say that if you knew, a teacher said to me, if you knew the sweetness on the other side of your surrender, if you knew how much love and power and joy and abundance and possibilities there for you, you would run for it. You would run screaming, I surrender! You would just run. You would bring nothing with you. You would grab one thing. You would take off full speed for the gifts that lie on the other side of surrender. So why don't we? Why don't we drop our lives, drop our story, and actually run for the spiritual freedom? It's a really important question because the fear of letting go is so huge. The illusion that you're actually in control, the illusion, I mean, as Michael so beautifully said, I got this, lying on the ground, passed out bloody and in urine, I got this, not so much. Not so much. But that's the power of the ego. We must be willing to be humble, at least to take a moment to be humble to something that is so powerful, even when you're in your greatest pain, 
it's hard to utter the words, I can't change this, I'm helpless. They're profound words. This is the reason the world has not changed yet. The spirit of all of us is waiting for the surrender. So the wars can end, so the poverty can end, so the water can flow. It's just waiting for us to surrender and let love take care of all of this. All of it. And it's why we do what we do here. Your surrender, your holiness, your spiritual path is necessary. We're not here at Bodhi going, oh, let's go help them get the world together. You are spiritual warriors here which say, I need to change here. And when I change here, I am interconnected with all that is. And all that is becomes different. And when we as a community not just sit back and talk about evolving and then do our old school practices of gossiping and bickering, but we actually practice. And when we fall down, we get up. We fall down, we get up. And we keep going. When we do that, we will find ourselves inside of a new vibration. And inside of that new vibration, there's fantastic things for us to be and do. That's important. I feel that. I love that. So we surrender for our own freedom, for our own joy, but we also do it because it's part of a collective of which we are. So I admit I'm powerless. So that's a big swallow. You got one more coming. I admit that I'm powerless and that my life is unmanageable. Don't you love that word? Don't you just love walking around the world going, hey, I'm Mark Anthony and my life's unmanageable. (laughs) Hell no. You have been trained well to save your face even though your ass is on fire. (laughs) You have been trained well. Yes? I'm good. I'm good. I got no food in my cupboard. I can't pay my bills. I, got, I, I mean, my life is not working. But when we come to, even here at Bodie, don't we? We have to look good. It's a sickness. We are powerless over the sickness of saving our face so that we look good for other people. You guys, that's effed up. I got no other way to say it. That's just effed up. We are powerless over that. And yet at the same time, this is a place where I don't know another place in this beloved city. Not that there aren't there. There are. uh, But I don't know of another place where we are so committed to even in facing that, we're just going to keep practicing, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying to just let the layers of self-preservation and fear dissolve so that we can more and more let our glorious light shine through. Let us shine through. The brilliance is when you acknowledge your complete powerlessness to change yourself, you access all power. It is the access point to all power. And it is the learning to be like this. And the more you're in touch with your powerless, never losing your humility, the more you become available to greater and greater power. And they be able to, then you'll be able to do this and you can really create a fantastic way of being. But what happens is I'm powerless and power, ooh, power, 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 and then crash. Because I get out of balance. It's a balance. Do you get that? That's a spiritual balancing that we all must acquire. And it's like walking a tightrope. 
You learn one step at a time. You fall, you fall. But eventually the great, and this is the paradox. The paradox is powerlessness, all power. You get to be both, both and. And the world won't understand both and. It's a spiritual mindset where in your full powerlessness and you're admitting your helplessness, you access power. And keeping the balance, keeping your humility allows the power to flow through you. And you just become a bigger and bigger vessel. It's good. It's really good. It's brilliant. This is the game we're up to this summer. This is the game that I want you to walk with me every single Sunday. We're just really going to spend this summer allowing ourselves to be transformed. You don't need to do it yourself, but you do need to show up and show up for the practices. I want to tell you the promises of the 12 step. This is in the big book of AA. Listen to these promises. If you do this, they say, we are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past, nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity, and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we've gone, we'll see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. Wouldn't that be nice? To be free of your self-pity, to be free of your sense that you're useless, that disappears. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. The obsession of what's in it for me, what's in it for me, will I be left out? Oh my God, what's in it? The, uh, the obsession with making sure you're okay will be surrendered. Our whole attitude and outlook on life will change. Fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us. A promise of freedom from economic insecurity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. You will intuitively know the right things to say. You will intuitively know which way to go. You will intuitively know how to be in your life. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They're being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They always materialize if we work for them. They always materialize if we work for them. That's exciting. Those are some kick-butt promises. I want more of those. I want more of those. So we have to work for them. This whole summer, we're, we're focusing on a book called Soul Recovery, 12 Steps, 12 Keys to Healing Addiction, and 12 Steps for the Rest of Us, A Path to Wholeness, Serenity, and Success. It's by one of my sweet, sweet soul sisters, Esther Nicholson. She's also from Agape. We studied together under Michael Beckwith, and she will be here in a couple weeks to speak on this, the third and the fourth step. Um, it's a fantastic book, so I invite you to look into this downstairs. Um, and just you, some of you know her as the white envelope, the pink envelope, the red envelope. Anyone remember that? A few of us? That's Esther Nicholson. So she's going to be coming back with us, but we're studying her book too. Um, all right, take a deep breath. It's a lot of information. So as I invite our spiritual counselors to make their way forward, I ask you, to just go within and ask your divine, 
What is it time to surrender? What are you powerless over? No shame, no blame. What are you helpless over? What can't you make different? And if you would, you, if you could, you would. Is it the monkey mind? Is it holding someone outside of your heart? Are you done with resentment? Powerless over it, aren't we? Helpless. Helpless. Admit your helplessness. Don't make yourself wrong. Just admit, I can't find a way to love this person. I made up a story about them, that they did something to me, and I believe the story more than I believe their holiness. Help me. I'm helpless over that. I'm helpless over changing this money stuff. God, I want it different. God, I want this to be different. Where are you helpless? Take a deep breath. And it is in this helplessness that I call upon the name of God. I admit that we are powerless over the ego. We're powerless over the fear. And when we're in the fear, our life is unmanageable. When we're in the fear, we feel crazy. When we're in the fear, we're just goofy. God, help us. We admit that we can't change this. What a sacred moment. What a holy moment to set ourselves free. Set yourself free from even trying. That game is up. Just admit. Please accept your surrender today. Accept your letting go. Breathe it in. If at any point you want support in your prayer of surrender, these spiritual counselors are here. Come up, take their hand, and they will speak a personal prayer of surrender just for you. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. My life is not my own. To you I belong I give myself, I give myself to you I give myself away I give myself away So you can use me I give myself away Give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Give it myself away so you can use me. And I say yes to the sweet surrender. I say yes to calling upon the grace of God. Oh, sweet spirit, enter through the portal of helplessness and reveal to us the power that we are, were, and always will be. The power that heals. The power that reveals to us a whole new freedom. A whole new joy. A way of being in the world, but not of the world. Set us free. Set us free. Set us free. We give ourselves away to this love. We give ourselves away to to this power and to this presence. We give away the suffering and the struggle and the fighting. 
We give away the need to control and the need to figure out. We give away the wishing we were somebody else or somewhere else. We give away the need to think that if something were different in our lives, then we'd be happy. We give away everything. We give it away so that we may allow the grace and the love of God to be here now and to have its way with us. We give ourselves away so love can use us. expansion just sit in it be still welcome 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 the gifts give it away give it away my life is not my own to you I belong I give myself I give myself to you my life is not my own to you i belong i give myself i give myself to you and with great gratitude just allowing gratitude to fill our hearts allowing gratitude to seal the deal we are so grateful and in gratitude, I release this prayer now into the action of the law. I'm just so grateful for the sweet surrender that has taken place within each of us and within this beloved community. With great gratitude, together we say, and so it is. And so I it give myself be. to you.